0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. Well, the sun isn't shining, the birds aren't chirping, but you are breathing. And today is, oh, I'm sorry. Tonight is Wednesday, January the 5th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie and welcome to, this is just a thought. Tonight's word of the night permutation, which means a major or fundamental change in character. Permutation. I hope everyone is enjoying their or has enjoyed their Wednesday midweek swing. Work week is almost over for some. But, uh, man, it, it, it like if you can't tell by now, I'm sure you've all figured out. It is the evening. It's Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I've been working this morning. Couldn't get up here and do it this morning, so I decided to do it tonight. Uh, Like someone told me a long time ago, you got to stay consistent in any and everything you do, and especially those that you create. So that's why I do these late-night conversations, uh, just to stay in the fold, keep up. Hey, got to do what you got to do, just do. And let's let's move along here. Um, Man, uh, the weather. (laughs) <laughs> if I when I talked to you guys Monday morning, uh, North Carolina was uh, ooh, it was in the thick of it with the weather. It was like we were experiencing all four seasons or or, or had been experiencing all four season seasons for the better part of a uh, two or three weeks. you know temperatures were in the 70s, 60s. Then along comes Sunday and the temperature started to drop and came the rain. And temperatures dropped, and then about three or four o'clock in the morning, we got those severe thunderstorms and lightning strikes. And by the time of daybreak, uh, good seven or eight or so, we started getting snow and freezing rain and sleet. Well, the snow was <laughs> the snow was just it, it was beautiful to watch. It was just big flakes. Nothing, uh, of course, nothing would stick to the ground. Hell, it had been in the seventies for the better part of two, two 60s and seventies. For the better part of two weeks, so of course you know nothing stuck, but um, <laughs> if we get it anytime soon, <laughs> with the temperatures dropping again, because the, hey, we're we're sitting uh, in the well, the date was in the fifties, and I believe they said tomorrow's are going to going to be in the forties, and then at night, come Friday or Saturday morning, we're going to have wind chills, and it's going to feel like it's in the teens. Hope we don't get any snow. Around that time, because it is going to stick. And if you're from North Carolina or any part of the South, you know, any, the least amount of snow, everything stops. Doesn't slow down. Doesn't snarl. It completely stops. So no, no, no snow. No snow. <laughs> Please no snow. Uh, it's beautiful to watch. Like I said, uh, those snowflakes, they, they predicted they would be big and fluffy. And they were. They were beautiful. But nothing stuck. Ah, I don't know. It's crazy weather we're having here. But like I said before, in January and February, that's usually when the temperature drops and we get hammered. It looks like that is what is happening now. Uh, Let's keep it moving here. Also, uh, Monday night, Monday night, quite possibly many are saying, and and I believe it is true, that uh, we could have witnessed the final time seeing Big Ben. Big Ben Rothenberger, that Steelers quarterback. That could have been very well his last night at Hinesfield and Pittsburgh. He may be re- – oh, well, I-, I think he's retiring. He's walking away from the game. Um, man, he's always been that good quarterback. You know, he- he's-, he's developed into one hell of a quarterback, I got to say. Uh, steadfast. He's had good games. He, ha- he has had bad games. But it looks like he's uh, going to take his leave. Took a final victory lap around after they beat the Browns around the uh, uh, Heinz Field. Of course, conversing with the fans, shaking their hands. Uh, Don't know if he took any selfies. Probably did. Probably did. But like I said, he's always been a solid quarterback. Hate to see him go. But um, I watched a a game at the beginning of the season. And yeah, I could tell he was off. He was off, man. He, he, He has been beaten up. Over the course of, of uh, his NFL career, that's that's no surprise. Most, not just most quarterbacks, but most players are. But it looks like he's going to take his leave at the end of the year. Hate to see him go. Hate to see him go the same way. I hated to see uh, last year Philip Rivers leave. That that was he, he was another steadfast, strong, top-notch quarterback in my book. I don't care if they didn't how many championships he didn't win or, or, or whatever. It's it, it just a steadfast quarterback. Just was. Just was. All right. Wow. Let's address the elephant in the room here. Omicron. Uh, Or should I say, uh, it just came out today, there's a new variant that has been discovered in Paris, France. So we have another variant. And when is this we want to surpass Omicron the way Omicron surpassed Delta and the way Delta surpassed, surpassed the regular old COVID? Man, new variant. It, the cases are up in the United States. They're up. The numbers are up. Yeah. Gee, I, I wonder what could have happened. Holidays. We knew this was coming. We just did. You know, folks wanted to go be around the family and friends, and and heaven only knows. I mean, now we're we're seeing the the end result of this. Um, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be until we, we get out of this and, and somehow, some way uh, work our, ourselves through this. And and now they're saying the numbers are up once again. They're the highest or some of the highest numbers per state are the highest they've seen in a, in a course, a year. Some are saying they, they've surpassed uh, some of the numbers from last year in some states with this Omicron variant. And now we have uh, this new variant in Paris. And, and as if that wasn't enough, Flu Rona, <laughs> that, that's when you have the flu and the coronavirus. We so far we we're, we have two cases here in the United States, and if I'm not mistaken, they were pretty young, uh, pretty young in age. Uh, I know one guy they did an interview with. He said he had took the vaccine, but he didn't take his flu shot, so he has flu somehow, some way. Man, uh. It's just crazy. It's beyond me. It's beyond my comprehension, how this thing is rolling along. But that's a virus, just like they said at the beginning. It's a virus. Hey, it's going to mutate and spread. It's going to break off. You're going to have different variants. Now we see that is true. Man, Uh, I would say, what are we going to do? But there's nothing much we can do but pray and work ourselves through it. That's the only thing, that's the only solution I could come up with. So we'll see what happens, uh, especially with these numbers going up in the United States, coming off that holiday. And, uh, you know, we we had the airline cancellations. They are continuing because they don't have workers. A lot of their workers are out with Omicron. And, and hey, we got, probably possibly could have an outbreak of flu-rona. And then that new variant that's in France, still learning about that. Although it was just, just came out with the day, man. Um, just pray, that's all we can do, pray. Pray, 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 pray. All right, let's go get it. Now this next uh, piece I, I wanna talk to you guys about, it, it's very interesting. It, it's it's It brings to the forefront if I read this article, brings to the forefront um, faith versus the vaccinate, va- vaccine. Faith versus the vaccine. Let's just say that. Because it it, it deals with, it, it, as a result of this Pew Research Survey, and it discovered that uh, a lot of the clergy aren't talking to their parishioners about vaccines. Now, according to church goers that they uh, surveyed, they said fewer than half of, of their uh, clergy ha- have spoken to them about vaccines. That's at 44%. Whereas uh, there's, some are saying 39% of their pastors encouraged them. And a, a very small 5% flat out discouraged. And f- on that evil evangelical side, even evangelical, uh, even even Evangelical side, you know those Bible thumpers—I <laughs> call them Bible thumpers. Probably shouldn't say that. I just did. I just did. But their their numbers stand at twenty-one percent encouraging and four percent discouraging their parishioners from getting the vaccine. That's a bit surprising. I, I, I think twenty-one um, percent are encouraging. That's uh, a rarity. But I, I guess everyone, whether you, you you know, like I said, faith versus the vaccine. You, you gotta you gotta realize that at some point in time you gotta have faith in what God has put out here in this world for you to help you if I could say that and I'll get further down the line as we talk about that this uh how how that plays in because that 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 came to the forefront also in this article it was a very good article it made me think it just made me think but what they're saying it appears there is an exception to those pastors that aren't encouraging. And that is, a, is happening in, in black churches where they're saying, where two thirds of the parishioners are saying that their pastors have encouraged the vaccine, even going as far as to set up uh vaccine clinics at the church. And of course, if you know anything about COVID, uh, with black Americans in their uh you know, uh, they may have some health issues, and and we are more than likely for for those that have health issues or whatever, we're more than likely they're saying to catch COVID. So, the, the, a lot apparently, a lot of the pastors got out in front of it because this was there's one particular pastor in Chicago that he he, he said, well he's a pastor and a physician he's a, he's a pediatric physician, and he flat out, he flat out said he got ahead of it. When, it, when, when when COVID first hit, when they first started talking about, before they even started talking about the vaccines, he started talking to his parishioners, telling them, hey, take these vaccines. He even went as far as to say, hey, get involved in these vaccine studies, these studies and surveys they're doing to see how it interacts with Black Americans in our pre-conditions, health conditions. So he was at the forefront. And and what the, the Pew survey revealed is there's quite a bit of other pastors in the black community that did the same thing and are continuing to do the same thing. Because at his church, you know, I said he he had the clinic inside his church for the vaccine. He's appeased the doctor. So now he's giving vaccines to the children also. How about that? He's offering the shot at the church. Now, as I said, he's been at the forefront of the the vaccination uh, run since the beginning. And what he did also was he said that he wanted to tackle uh, his, he wanted to do his part to uh, get rid of that distrust in the black community by encouraging others in the black community to get involved in in those uh, research studies. I'm sorry, the research studies with the vaccines. To see how it, it would react because we as we all know as, as black americans they when when covet first ramped up they came out and they said hey uh black community other minorities in addition to the elderly those that have pre-existing conditions they are more than likely to get this this covet so he he got out he hit the ground running and he flat out went to his parishioners and said hey if we're going to beat this if we're going to stay ahead of this we got to start getting ourselves involved in those studies, because uh, as I reported, also we know the story uh, of course of Henrietta Lacks, and we know that the two uh, Baltimore representatives, Quaze uh, Mayfume and the late uh, Cummings, Representative Cummings, they came out and they said, "Hey, we want to wa- want the government to get involved and make sure that they include." black people in these studies, make it more enticing, get them out that let them in, follow the numbers, do your research. So he he was also, he hit the ground running with that. Now he said, and this is one thing I found interesting, and I got to agree with him. <laughs> I got to agree with him because he said that the, one of the things, of course, you know, there was all, there's always been that distrust with black Americans and science and medicine because of the obvious, you know, like the previous mentioned Henrietta Lacks, then you had the Tuskegee experiment. But he said one of the things that he thinks that really had people so skeptical, not just Blacks, but just people, uh, Americans in general, was when the previous administration came out with the, the ramp up, the, the vaccine push, when they came out with the name and and or phrase, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, that threw me for a loop too. He said that it seemed like they were they were cutting corners with that name, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah. I mean, you're calling that Operation Warp Speed. That means you're trying to push something out there, moving it fast. Have you done all the research and the studies? Have you done all the, the, the trial studies? Apparently not. But and apparently they did eventually over time, but with that title, yeah, that kind of threw me also when, when I, when I first heard that title warp speed, I thought to myself, man, that's, that's crazy. That's absurd. Who came up with that? (laughs) But he goes on to say that uh, in the course of him doing, you know, pushing this, uh, the vaccine, or, or strongly encouraging those to get vaccinated. He came across those of the uh, that were having conflicts with the faith versus the science, yeah, of, of the, the doctors and the scientists and the vaccines. And 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 one thing he said that it, it, it made it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. And what he said was a lot of people were referring to Revelation's the mark of the beast. In Revelations, we know that there's a mark of the beast and they were saying that it was the vaccine. The vaccine was the mark of the beast. And 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 I got to be honest with you, that just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. Uh, I didn't see how that was that could be uh, seen as the mark of the beast. I mean, I'm sure somehow, some way in someone's mind, that's what they concluded, that it was the mark of the beast. But he said, no, nah, it, it's not. And and that was what he found that a lot of people were were saying that, well, if I have faith in God, then I I can have faith that he'll see me through. Yes, you can. And yes, he will. But on the science side of it, and I think that's where a lot of people uh, uh, get thrown off. And maybe it's because you you may run across some doctors or or scientists or whatever that seem arrogant and, and big headed that, but If you sit down and think about it and and the way I thought about it and the way I I think about it now or or even before, if if we look at all these great medical advances, the great science science advances, if you really and truthfully sit down and think about it, where do they get that ability from? It's not man-made. I mean, it's a tool that man has made, but he's made that tool from the knowledge that he has gotten. From God, because God gives us all knowledge, if if we're w- willing to take it, that's where that free will comes into play. And and, and that, is, for me, and and for him, and countless others, is has what encouraged many to this, you know, to take the vaccine. Because yeah, you have the doctors and the scientists, and you should thank them, of course, but you should also recognize and acknowledge that you need to give God the glory because he gave them the knowledge to do this without him or, or, or without him giving them the knowledge or, or the drive or the push or whatever to, to, to do these trial studies, to do these experiments or whatever, or what have you. That Boy, who knows where we would be. And that's throughout history, not just here dealing with COVID. That's throughout history. Yeah, we as human beings, we can get oftentimes big-headed and cocky and arrogant and think we're God's gift to the world. But in the, the reality of it, it's God that's guiding you. You 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 don't know everything. <laughs> I don't care how many degrees you get. I don't care uh, what, what you discover, what Nobel Peace or whatever medical uh, prize they give you. If it wasn't for the knowledge that God gave you, it just wouldn't be the, the you you're a tool you're a tool that you, you, you just are a, as a doctor or a scientist you, you have to acknowledge and realize that you're a tool it's god that gave you the knowledge and he's He's using you he's, he's using you to to help others and and this this pastor he, like i said he's a pediatric physician and he said that you know when he first started On the vaccine push, he met some resistance from from other pastors also that were having that same conflict internally. How can I tell my parishioners to have faith in God and and at the same time tell them, you know, God saves, he heals. And at the same time, I'm telling them to go take this vaccine that was made by man. So he had to give them that explanation. Yeah, it, it is made by man, but who gave him the knowledge to do that? Yeah. That's, that's a given. Who gave him the knowledge to do that? God, just as simple, just is. So if I could say anything to anyone that's out there still on the line with this vaccine, the, the, the what ifs, because like I've said time and time again, I honestly, I wasn't going to take the vaccine. I just wasn't. I I had so many questions. And and at that time around that warp speed, (laughs) that warp speed uh, push, I was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm not taking that crap. Who the world names something warp speed that's supposed to go into your body that's supposed to help you live? I'm thinking Star Trek. (laughs) But yeah, I, I wasn't going to take that vaccine. But like I said, people around me started getting sick. And I said to myself, you know what? Time to come down off this soapbox. Let's go Let's go get it. Let's go take the vaccine. Accidentally, well, coincidentally, man, I, now that I sit here and think about it, I am coming up on a year. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I, I know I'm not. Yeah, I caught COVID in January, sometime January of... Uh, January or February of last year? Well, January, uh, my wife had COVID. I was on quarantine. And then about a week or two later when I took the vaccine, there appeared COVID. And I, I discovered I had COVID. Now, keep in mind, I had took uh, six, a total of six COVID tests and they all came back negative. Asymptomatic carrier. Yeah, I guess that's me. But yeah, about this time last year, I, I was dealing with COVID on both ends, from my wife and then later on me. So, I mean, like I like I said then, and, and, and like I continue to say, I can't tell you what to do. It's your body. I can't tell you what to think. It's your mind. But you, you may want to reconsider and seriously sit down and think. Take the politics out of it. Take the politics out of it. Because it's still been political side political size to this day. They're still politicking about it. Take that out of it and, and and think to yourself truthfully, what's in my best interest? Is it in my best interest to not take the vaccine because I feel it's being pushed by one political party? Or is it in my best interest not to take the vaccine because I'm not too sure if it's worth it, if it's really gonna help me, if it's if it is what they say it is. And go talk to someone. Talk to a doctor. Talk, to, talk to a pastor. Talk to a scientist. I don't know. Go talk to someone. Inform yourself. do just don't rely on the politicians to do it. Because I, I've been I've been <laughs> I, I, I've been scrolling the social media feeds, and I've been watching the uh, the news stations. You know, like CNN news networks, like CNN and Fox, and and and, and of course, there's one particular. Journalist that's on this tie right now about Joe Biden and his campaign promise and then his promise when he was president that he would eradicate and be, we would be done away with COVID. And so he's saying, hey, what what happened? <laughs> he dropped the ball. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I didn't even believe that when Joe Biden said it. I didn't believe it when Donald Trump said it because I knew full well, and that's why I say you guys got to take the politics out of this. I knew full well that a virus a virus is a virus. It mutates. It spreads. You can, yeah, you can take the vaccine. You can clean. You can do this and that. But you gotta keep in mind, it has mutated. So what you're wiping up, trying to get rid of now, may already be out there. <laughs> yeah, they're they're riding Joe Biden, President Biden, pretty bad. They're saying, hey, what happened to the campaign promise? <laughs> I know if you believe that. If you believe wholeheartedly that this guy, even if you believe that Trump, President Trump was going to get rid of it, if you believe that, uh, you might want to back off the politics, man. I mean, really, you might want to just back off the politics. Because if you, that made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, they're riding them pretty bad. But uh, it's like I said, take the politics out of it. Protect yourself first. Think about yourself, help yourself, do whatever you have to to protect yourself so you can be among the living. You know, we, we see all the time those people when they're uh, in the hospital, they're doing these interviews or somebody has a video of them up online when they're saying uh, after they've gotten COVID and they're, they're in the hospital, they've been on the ventilator, they've been resuscitated however many times, they all say the same thing. I really should have took that vaccine. I really should have listened. Yeah. Stop listening to these politicians. Stop listening to these entertainers. Athletes. Whatever, what have you. Stop listening to some of the people in your family. You got to do what's best for you. Just do. Just do. Well, that's all for me tonight. I'm getting ready to get out of here. I had a long day at work and I'm going to have a longer day tomorrow. Looks like. Got to love it. Midweek swing, midweek swing. Well, that's all for me tonight. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this evening. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, pocket cast, radio, public verbal, and WordPress press. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just A Thought. Amen.